podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul wins the, the episode. It is now his. Yay. This episode is his prize. Um, this is my prize. Okay. I get to pick the subject. It is um, singamajigs. Singamajigs. I don't know how to sing a majig. They're not. Teach me. Uh, uh, Okay, wait, let me turn it on. Hi. There we go. That's a singamajig. <laughs> Is it like a Furby? Kind of. I'm going to send you a video on Snapchat. Okay. And to me, all I hear is... Um, I sent it. It's like E.T. The, the, that <laughs> punk right now. <laughs> I have an entire collection so. of these, by the way. I just want you to know that. Oh my god! The video. Why do you have? Why that? do you have? <laughs> Many a year ago, uh, when I was younger, and I was very into the Vlog Brothers on YouTube, Hank and John Green. Oh, uh, actually, they, now I remember them. They have an oh, obsession yeah, they with, music with them. Yeah, and they got me into singamajigs, and then I collected them, and I still have them. I just, I remember, like, every now and again, whenever one of them would get frustrated, they'd bring it out and, like, squeeze it. Yes, they would do, like, six or seven at a time and harmonize. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so, uh, singamajigs is one part of the topic, but we also have another topic that was discussed previously to this mm. um so birthdays can they determine how you turn out I, is it written in the stars that you're an asshole probably um from what i've learned from my birth chart yes definitely um but you know what about those people we share birthdays with and like you know are we twins basically are we birthday twins are we personality twins yes the fuck i always um, call them my birthday buddies when i see them at the bank oh like oh yeah i don't call them that i call them um, my birthday i've actually so, i've never met anyone in person who shares my birthday really never. oh wait i was about to say you share a birthday with my cousin but i think he's a date before you also he's bipolar see? so mm. just like all pisces yes <laughs> Actually, well, no, Pisces are—they're very emotional, but they kind of keep it to themselves. So I would say my cousin is more of a um, a Pisces that's a little—he's he's going rogue there because he does <laughs> not keep it to himself. He has to be maybe killed. like he's a Pisces, but his other personality is like a Leo. Oh, that's true. I mean, we're not even taking into account what his moon sign is, yeah. is and his like rising signs. His and, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde sign. Yeah. Um, you should ask I mean, him for all thing. of the information for his charts, <laughs> and then be like, mm, "Yes, according to these charts, you're an asshole." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all I need is his birth time, and I think we're gold. Um, if anyone wants anywho. a birth chart from Sophie. Just tell her the exact moment of your birth. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing that. I have a tarot reading to do. 
at also the end of this episode. Also send her like two or three pieces of licorice. <laughs> it helps me. I love licorice. Anyways, my name is Sophie Hadamino. I'm Paul Rucker. I'm Natalie Cowan. And this is The Body. <laughs> the Blood. The Michelada. A podcast. A podcast. <laughs> I, I won that round. We nailed it. We, well, we don't nailed know it. because yeah. in the recording sometimes the delay on it, on it will we I always show just take a breath and then do it. Like, that's my timing for it every time. See, mine's first, though, because the timing would be off, so I have to wait for both of you to say it. And I try to say it, like, mm-hmm. in the middle of the blood, but... I don't know if it works. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't even know. What? Anywho, I'm a- how how is everyone? Um, we took a week off. We uh, did. We did. Uh, in in uh, that I time, feel like the shit I got and coronavirus. He did. He sure did. How are I did, you feeling? And, uh, Uh, I'm fine. I don't have any symptoms. I'm good. I had a cough for like two days and now I'm good. And it's horrible because I I stayed in my apartment for three months and I still got coronavirus. Well, that's what um, Governor Cuomo was saying that like the recent surge in cases are people that have stayed home and have been, you know, following the rules. So it doesn't make any fucking sense. That's why Mm -hmm, I'm like... mm -hmm. Well, I mean, if you think about it, New Yorkers, they live on top of each other. You live in an apartment building, so for all we know, something about you living in an apartment building and everyone being on top of each other just kind of exposed you all. It's true. You know? My neighbors had a giant party the other night, so there's that. Now they oh, all have coronavirus. <laughs> I bet they do. I wanted to go out and cough on them. You know what? You should have. Um, I should have. My She's aunt for some reason think it's okay to just drop in on family members without announcing um, themselves. Um, One did it yesterday to one of my cousins in San Diego. Mind you, this aunt lives in like what, Tustin? So that's like a two hour drive all the way to San Diego and she just dropped in on my cousin. My cousin let her in because she's like, the fuck? What are you doing here? And then today... Another aunt who lived in Irvine decided she was going to drop in on me for a cat carrier today. Uh, And uh, she even tried to socialize, but literally we threw the cat carrier onto the porch and told her to leave. But she was like trying to ask us how we were doing through the window. Two of my aunts and uncle and like some of my cousins tried to come over yesterday and I locked all the doors and told them to get the fuck out. I was like, no. No, your dad just got out of the hospital a month ago. Like He's doing he so just, good. Like, I'm not going to let you ruin this by coming to my house. Yeah, he just got off dialysis. Like, yeah. We finally got his phosphorus levels to a good place. Oh, good. That's great. Yeah. Everyone needs and to And you don't off. need anything ruining it. Yeah, I don't need these people coming to my house. And I'm... Sp- well, I mean, I was talking to Natalie right before this because I found out that the double rainbow guy just died. And she oh, asked, like, did? why the fuck is everyone... Yeah, he just he just died. Like, literally five Aww. minutes before we hit record, I had sent her the article. Aww. And she's like, but, like so why did, the um, fuck is everyone just dying? Jerry and, Stiller Yeah, died. Jerry Stiller I died I know, today. Jerry Stiller. So That's sad. so sad. And my thing is, I think it's because not people are afraid of going to the hospital just for, like, other things other than COVID-19 mm-hmm. related stuff and so like 
I don't know if people are just like necessarily giving up, but like they're not getting the quality care they would have necessarily, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go to the because... hospital. That's scary. Yeah, exactly. It's like you either run the risk of catching it at the hospital and getting treatment for who knows what, and then, or just kind of waiting it out at home and seeing what happens. Yeah. I don't know. I would rather die at home, to be fair. I mean, I would I also yeah. rather die at home than, than in, the in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Unless it was something well, crazy, then I would like, go to the hospital. Roy from Siegfried and Roy? Yeah. I know. That's so sad. That was, well, the day it happened, I was telling Nally, because we worked together that day. I think it was the first day we worked together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that like the week before 2020 had like a follow-up episode on them because of their relation to the tiger king documentary because they know uh-huh. carol baskin and what's his face i forgot what his name is i just call him tiger king because i still have joe exotic um but they had like a follow-up episode on him but it was like an old 2020 i just thought it was really random and then he died and i was like well that fucking sucks it was the guy who was attacked i don't care about tiger king and also Mm -hmm. he deserves to be in prison he's a horrible man he is a horrible man and it's a good thing he he should rot in prison people that love him because i'm like no he sucked he's a horrible man oh kill tigers for no reason Mm Mhm. didn't they reopen and then, like, they were bombarded with so many people trying to get in because of the Tiger King's popularity. Yeah. I heard Maybe. that happen. Well, they're looking Anyways, further into the disappearance of her husband. Well, I, I mean, they, they opened up that case, but I don't think they're going to find anything. They're A not. A lot that they well, left out was, the... like, she was actually very, very helpful with the investigation. Well, That's yeah, the thing about documentaries. Is all documentaries have a bias. They have a story to tell yeah. you. So they leave out but, that part that, like, she didn't just, like, bye, oh, my husband's dead, what? Yeah, but also he frequently flew to, like, Latin America with millions of dollars in cash, and he buried gold bars in his backyard. So it's like he was definitely with, like, narcos, or he was with uh, some type of mafia or something. So they probably killed him. Yeah. They probably did. That bitch, Carol Baskin. We don't talk about that. She won that our bitch prom down queen. in Florida. She did. She won prom queen for Santa Fe Springs. So, Carol uh, Baskin, what, if you want to come what? collect your crown and sash. Yeah, we had a virtual prom in Santa Fe Springs, and they nominated celebrities of now <laughs> to be uh, prom king and prom queen. Prom queen happened to be oh Carol my Baskin. God. Oh, how good for her. Who was the king? Um, I don't even know because it wasn't as important. Uh, Let me see if I can find it. That's Carol Baskin. Is this a dingo? (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know what that is. It said, it was a Reddit post. It said that that's the closest ancient relative to the whale. (laughs) I don't know if it's true. There's really no proof. Yeah, is that, that a dingo? Thing. It looks like a dingo. I, I don't know. Well, it has like a one? weird deformed face. 
It's part whale. That's why. Those are scary. Uh, Hmm. <clears throat> anyway. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana is a mess. It really is. It really Let is. Let me say. Like, I only know of Gary, Indiana for um, notorious reasons. Well, other than the Jacksons. Like, there's a shit ton of crime there. Anywho, um, birthday what's, twins birthday. or birthday events. Birth- what's everyone drinking? Uh, I'm drinking water because um, <gasps> Natalie Ooh. messaged us like 10 minutes ago and I was like, oh, um, I didn't know we were doing it this time, but I'm ready because mm-hmm. I was just playing mm-hmm. The Sims. Got it. And so I'm just drinking water. I, I was drinking I rummaged- Coke earlier though. Ooh, you know what? Vanilla Coke with a little bit of alcohol sounds good. Yeah, it does. I do have some Jack. Ooh. Ooh, Jack and Vanilla Coke sounds delicious. It sounds great. I, I didn't have any cold soda, so I made. I mixed vodka with pineapple juice, a little bit of simple syrup, and I topped it with lime sparkling water. Ooh, that, that sounds, sounds good. great, actually. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm almost done with it. Ooh. Um, I mixed some mint limeade that I made with um, tequila. And it's delicious. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. I can't wait till we get back together and I can show you guys my new drink recipes that I've come up with. Oh, I keep I telling try Natalie that we could have a picnic because we've already been exposed to each other at work and then I keep. Um, and then she cancels, yeah. Because I'm afraid. I am afraid. Also, I'm afraid my mom's just gonna yell at me, so. That's the part I don't know what I'm afraid of. Yeah. I think I'm more afraid of that than getting sick because I've already been exposed to Natalie. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm, it's like, mm -hmm. what's the point? Mm, Yeah. So, birthday twins. Birthday Birthday twins. twins. Natalie's nearly a birthday twin of mine. That's true. Um, I am nearly a birthday twin. I am your birthday acquaintance. Yes. A birthday acquaintance. Yes. We are birthday adjacent to each other. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Johnny Cash Um, was born on my birthday. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, I guess technically That's I was fun. born on Johnny Cash's birthday since he was born no. much longer before he me. Was, he was born. That actually makes sense. He's really sensitive, too. But he keeps <laughs> it in. Hence I'm why he had a drug Aubrey. problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any of the other people except for the person who I chose to talk about today who's on Ooh. my list. Ooh, Buffalo Bill was born on my birthday, actually. Oh, okay. Like, like the cowboy, right? Not like the character. I'm, I'm literally just looking at a list now. Would you? Fuck yes, me? the cowboy. Not the. Um... <laughs> Although I don't know. Maybe just tell me a character biography about him. That would be great. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me. 
hard. <laughs> and then he dances. <laughs> that is my birthday. Oh. Uh, <laughs> would you like to hear about the that makes sense. Each one that Actually. I chose to talk about. That, yes. that does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrifying. I'm gonna talk about Howie Mandel today. So. <laughs> All right, oh, go on. Jesus Christ. So the person I chose to talk about uh, created the book that inspired one of my favorite musicals. Uh, Victor Hugo was born on my birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah, on February 26, 1802. Uh, He's most famously known for writing Les Miserables, as well as The Hunchback of Notre Dame. So everyone knows something he's made. Yeah. Pretty much all Um, of his other... Have you... During this time of quarantine and being self-isolated, have you been writing anything, maybe? Pitching a musical? What are you doing? I have Because that sounds like you need to be putting... I know. I haven't... Putting some creative energy. (laughs) (laughs) I came up with a really good idea for a video game. I want to make it. I just need to actually do it. (laughs) I'm not going to discuss it openly, though, in case someone... I'm terrible at it. Ooh, I've been I've been coding, as you know. I made stuff for a website. I know a little bit now. So I've been like, I took a couple like online things, and I'm just doing those over and over until I get them. Mm Mhm. But I'm learning a little bit. What are you learning? Slow and steady. Um, right now I'm just learning like the basics. Like I'm learning HTML, and um, yeah. And then from there, like there's other classes I can take, but I'm doing that one Mm because it's like. mm -hmm. It's uh, HTML fundamentals. Okay. I'm like a quarter okay. of the way through the class. Though I would not do I, HTML just because it's. I'm just like, doing it because it's like a fun. Dead. It's a fundamental one, so it just mm-hmm. kind of teaches you the basics. Okay. Uh, I taught there, myself learn other stuff. Uh, how to write HTML from Neopets. Aww. I used to know a lot of HTML back in the MySpace days. Yeah, I used to know a shit ton when MySpace was a thing. Mm-hmm. Make yeah, my definitely. page look dope. Yeah. And then, you know, MySpace died and Facebook doesn't let you customize, so I was like, yeah. why did you need it anymore? Little dino. You can't even put music on your page. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I know. Except I just kept How music. How like the next gel? You're just, you're not supposed to. It's done because Adele is the next Adele because she's always transforming. That's true. And I'm not even talking about her physical self. I mean, musically. Amazing. Hello? Amazing. Like, come on. (laughs) Especially after she already had, like, rolling in the deep and you were just like, oh, damn, you still hitting us with the hit? After all these years you'd like to be Okay, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about... With Adele? No, it's okay. We can just keep rambling. Um, What's Adele's birthday? Adele's birthday. (laughs) I put Adele and the first thing to come up was weight loss plan. Oh my god, her birthday just passed. She was born on May 5th. Oh yeah, because that picture of her was her picture. That picture was her birthday. Oh my god, she's only 32? What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I know. She's an old soul. This she's, make you feel like I know. I used to. 
Anytime that she would come out with like a new album, I was the age of the album and I was very excited. And now she's thrown me off because mm-hmm. she hasn't released one in a very long time. I don't even know what age I am anymore. Like the fuck? What happened at 29? It should have happened. She was supposed to have one come out. I'm gonna... Actually, can we pause real quick? I'll be right back. Give me like two seconds. Yeah, you're good. Like, if I interrupt any of her shit, it's my fault. Like, I'm yeah. the asshole. Anywho. Alright, you're back. What's up? I'm back. I had to go check, because I'm waiting about- on a delivery for my keyboard. And it says they attempted to deliver at 9am this morning. But they couldn't fit it in my mailbox. Because of course you can't fit a 40-pound giant keyboard in a mailbox. So I filled out the why, little slip they leave, it- and I said... And I said, put it by the door. And I just got an alert that says they tried to deliver at 5.30 p.m. But Irene and Caesar are sitting downstairs and they never tried to deliver. I'm so mad. What a bunch of assholes. This is, this is why the USPS is dying. I'm just going to say that. Yep. <sighs> okay. I'm going to tell you about Victor Hugo. Yes. about Victor Hugo. So he was born on my birthday in 1802, a long ass time ago. Cute. Um, he mm-hmm. was born the youngest of three sons. Uh, his father was a Napoleon supporter, but his mother was a Catholic royalist. So they kind of <gasps> were a mismatch. They clashed. Um, so her. Victor Hugo's mother had a lover, this is just random information, but I love it, who was named Victor Lahori, and he was executed in 1812 for plotting against Napoleon. Oh. So I think that's cool. He was also Victor's uh, godfather. Um, so Hugo's father sure was... he wasn't actually Victor's father? <laughs> yeah, that's why his name was Victor. Right? Yeah, I think that he was like a tongue-in-cheek so... little thing. I know. His mother was a whore. Like, you know what uh, else was in her tongue-in-cheek? Ooh. Ooh, was Victor. Anne Hathaway based <laughs> on her? Maybe. So, Hugo's father okay. was a high-ranking officer in Napoleon's army, so they traveled around Europe a lot, which I think is even worse, that his mother hated Napoleon and cheated on him with a Napoleon plotter. I don't know Hater. what you call him. Uh... Yeah, so that mostly his early life, he 
Victor really didn't do anything. Um, basically, just living like his life. Pretty much in his twenties, though. He he wrote some poetry and some stuff, but most of it isn't too well known, and a lot of it is horribly depressing, as is most of his works. But in his I mean, early twenties, I feel 20s, like everything from that time is probably depressing. Probably, but I think especially I Victor think. Hugo. Yeah, especially I mean, if you look at like he has Les Mis, so and uh-huh. and even Hunchback is really horribly depressing. Hunchback is also depressing. <laughs> oh my god! I I like that it's becoming a meme right now. The song from um, Hunchback in Notre Dame about Quasimodo <laughs> being ugly. Now I'm gonna <sighs> try and find it and put a clip in. I love it. Just that clip. I love that meme. Quasimodo. Just that. Remember what I told you. I'm deformed and you I am ugly. Are ugly. I am ugly and deformed <laughs> and deformed. <laughs> okay, so Victor's My in his favorite mid- one is there's his- a meme of of, uh, <laughs> of Quasimodo, and he's like a detective and he's like investigating a murder, and they're like, "What do you think happened, Quasimodo?" And he goes, "I don't know, but I have a hunch." <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> stupid. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. So Victor's in his early 20s. He fell in love with uh, his childhood friend whose name was Adele Foucher. Uh, weird coincidence there. Adele. <gasps> Adele. Uh, so his mother was very against them marrying. So Victor waited until his I mother died to see. marry her. Yes. But his mother died a year later, so she did not live very long. It it worked out. Adele and Victor had five children, but their first uh, died in infancy, so they had four children who lived. Uh, Victor's favorite daughter died when she was 19 in 1843, when a boat that her and her husband were riding in overturned, and they both drowned. What? That's a sad life, Hor- Victor. Horribly no depressing. His shit is depressing. I know, but so Victor was in France traveling with one of his mistresses when he found out about her death. He read about it in a newspaper while he was at a cafe. Oh no! Yeah, it's a horribly what a depressing. shitty way to find out your kid is dead. Then with your mistress. He, with your mistress. You ruined that mystery. He, yeah, you just ruined that. He trip. would go. <laughs> You're like, well, like, God damn it, we have to go. I'm not home in the now. mood anymore. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so oh he God. would go on to write a lot of. He wrote poems about his daughter's life and death, and they were mostly really depressing. Uh, Hugo like was also really, in, yeah. like death usually is. He was involved in politics pretty much through his entire life. Uh, he was given the title of Père de France, which is like a high-ranking title with the French nobility. But he okay. kind of stirred a lot of waves because he spoke against the death penalty. He spoke for social justice. He wanted freedom of the press. And he wanted a self-government for Poland, which at the time was ridiculous. Like he was very okay. out there. He was oh. like, he's, he's the Bernie Sanders of the 1800s. Okay, okay. Victor Hugo. So, in 1851, Napoleon III took over France, and 
Hugo openly declared that he was a traitor and he exiled. He stayed in Guernsey for almost 20 years. And at this point, okay. he was a really, really old man. So while he was in exile is when he wrote Les Miserables. So okay, after I, most I of his see life that had already... Oh, yeah, so after his life oh, had been super depressing... This now that you're isolated and alone. You know, it's funny that I just imagine him like living a totally chill life wherever he was. He's like, no one's really looking for him. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm so alone. And I'm so excited. <laughs> and then, it just and then he writes the Liz, and everyone's like, why? And then he's not, like, his life isn't even that bad, but he writes the Miz. He exiled he himself lonely. just because he hated Napoleon the Third. Although his daughter did <laughs> yeah. that, but many, many years earlier. So, but yeah, it's just like okay, like you, you decided to leave France, dude. No one's even yeah. looking for you. We don't care. Yeah, so everybody in France hates me everyone. because they spoke and out it, against the government. I mean, I mean, if it, everyone it who spoke out against Trump left the country, it, that's true. We would all be leaving the United States, which wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah. If I had the money, so, I would be like, bye, guys. <laughs> in 1870, Napoleon III fell from power, and then Hugo was basically like, oh, shit, I'm moving back to France. So he did. Uh, as soon as he got there, he was elected to the National Assembly and to the Senate in France. Um, he was still that, popular enough for that. Yeah, because he, he came like, back he and he just loved him. didn't leave for any other reason. Oh wow! They were like, "Oh hey, they were, that yeah. guy." They welcomed him back. He but came at the back. time that he returned, he was in Paris during the siege uh, by the Prussian army, where they just were attacking oh. French towns. Yeah. So while he was there, and I love this, even though it's horrible. Uh, he was in Paris as the siege continued and food became really scarce uh, but he was given food from the Paris Zoo aww like a monkey and when he asked <laughs> yeah when he asked about what it was they were pretty much just like oh you know just eat it don't ask yeah don't ask was it like, um, don't tell so after that pretty much until his death <laughs> It was his daughter. She'd been saying. He had a weird. It's like, <laughs> it's like soylent green. Oh, <laughs> oh god. So his last years in politics were super rocky. No one really liked him just because he was seen as a maverick, and he spoke out against pretty much everything and wanted freedoms for everyone. But that's not how it was in France at the time. Uh. And then his wife or his life just sort of got super depressing. His daughter, Adele, um, one of his daughters, was entered into an insane asylum. Uh, Two of his sons died. His wife had already died in 1968. And then his favorite mistress died. I'm sorry, 1868. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, this just happened? She's like. 200 years old and then his favorite his favorite mistress died in 1883 his favorite one how many did he have I don't know but one of them he didn't like the one with the wonky eye 
Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you about that later because I have a couple of fun facts. <laughs> um, so on the 22nd of May, which is actually coming up in 1885, Hugo passed uh, away from pneumonia. He was 83 years old. Okay. So That's he long lived for a, that time. Yeah, he lived a very long time. And then I have some very cool random facts about Hugo's life. So you asked about his mistress. So he had so many mistresses and so many affairs that biographers gave up trying to research them all. They couldn't like oh figure God. it out. He had slept with so Can many women imagine? and taken so many mistresses. And his wife stayed with him. Oh, they, had, they were married until she died and she was just kind of fine with it because she had her own uh, affairs as well. Okay, so they had a That's how it was back then, though. I don't think a lot of marriages were usually like, like affairs happen, and people were like, whatever. Especially in France. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when his novel Les Misérables came out, which it came out, I believe, in the late 1860s, he had started working on it in 1830. So it took him over 30 years to write. But when it came out, it takes over 30 years the- to read and look and watch too. <laughs> that's true it is very long and very boring and i love it so much i've only tried to watch one version of it and it's like the old version with that weird french actor that everyone thinks is weird Mm. i forgot what his name is Last year, uh, PBS did a series on it. They, like, remade their own thing. I'm going to watch it. I haven't yet. Oh, it was, like, a miniseries? Yeah, it was a miniseries. They've done so many things with Lemus, it's crazy. Okay, I think so, I could watch it as a miniseries, but not as a, like, you sit in one place for one movie type thing. What about the musical? I've seen it two professional productions, and I'm, I'm seeing it again next year, because it's going to be at the Almonds in the Theater. I've never seen it. I don't. I can't tell you a song from the musical. Like, I would oh watch God. it again. There's so many good songs. Well, the entire thing is musical. It's an opera, but yeah. So when his book came Aww. out, uh, Alex the critics partner pretty... the quarter. I know. I saw. He showed me. He That's deserved so it just because he's the only one making that shit bearable right now. But go on. Mm-hmm. So when his book came out, uh, the critics hated it. They thought that it was like horrible and it was immoral and it was boring and it didn't speak any truth and all this stuff. But the like regular people who read it, they loved it and it became like a huge success. It was translated into like hundreds of languages and distributed it all over the world almost immediately. But the critics hated it. In the book, they were as like, you know, rich people, you suck, and rich people were like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Like, yeah, <laughs> I think we're pretty great. <laughs> pretty much, because we hate it the does rich. Speak a lot of social what? injustice, I and I can't, I can't hear poor people. It's basically, <sighs> the entire plot of this. <laughs> yeah, and then so people in the book, this is... yeah. Okay. Jean Valjean's prisoner number is 24601 and it's this number because Hugo believed that he had been conceived on the 24th of June in 1801 which is 24601 so that's where he got that inspiration from 
I don't wow. know why he thought that. Like, why couldn't he <laughs> just use a random number? <laughs> why did he have to, to use have his meaning? conception date? Why Which is totally been, like, weird. His daughter's birthday or something. Like the one that died. Because he was a very eccentric man. Uh, he also liked to write completely in the nude. Uh, he would take off all of his clothes and leave them in a separate oh. room. And he wouldn't get dressed until he was done writing for the day. His poor children. His poor children. And he was also a pervert. Besides having like hundreds what? of mistresses and affairs. So in his house, he installed peepholes into all of the guest bedrooms so that he could watch his guests having sex when he had them over. Ew. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it on that, that fun fact. And that was Victor Hugo, who shares my birthday, who wrote my favorite musical. Did you know you shared There's... a birthday with him before? Have I shared a birthday with him before? Oh, no, no. <laughs> did you know that you shared the, a birthday with him before looking into I did not. you were going to research? I didn't. He, Victor oh, okay. Hugo doesn't even appear on a lot of the lists that are like, oh, you share a birthday with this person. It's always like someone else. And then I was just searching and he popped up and I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Cuckoo. Cuckoo. Interesting. Cuckoo. Cool. Also, this dude is a creeper if you look at pictures of him. Oh, I mean, yeah. No, obviously he is he is a, a terrifying looking person. Yeah. All old people from the 1800s, especially like guys, are fucking creepy looking. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever looked at like Civil War pictures of just men standing there? They always look like ghosts. Like they're actively haunted. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> god. Oh my god. I'm gonna send you a a portrait of um Victor Hugo as a child. Oh god. And you'll see that he it's cursed. It's a cursed image. If you open it, you're haunted. Just a warning. <laughs> uh, is that Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like. It does look like Taylor Swift. I thought that's. What you, I thought that's. I thought it was just a doctored photo of Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually Victor oh Hugo. My god. Oh my god. <laughs> Is she a descendant of Victor Hugo? I mean, that would make sense. He had so many like mistresses. Like, for all we know, his descendants true. are. You know, I'm everywhere. just gonna Google is Taylor Swift related to Victor Hugo. We're gonna find this out. I wonder if anyone else has made the connection that they look alike. Ooh, that's not a BuzzFeed article. A BuzzFeed article from February 15th, 2013, titled Taylor Swift Totally Looks Like a Young Victor Hugo. (laughs) (laughs) BuzzFeed was breaking the news long, long ago. Yep. Oh, because she was supposed to play somebody in, or she was considered to play somebody in Les Mis. Was she? I guess so. (laughs) Huh. That's what the... (laughs) Hilarious. No, no, I got the cronies. The cronies. Oh, Not the cronies. Ugh. Anywho, Natalie, who are you talking about today? So I'm not talking about a person. I'm actually talking about an event that happened on the day I was <gasps> born. 
is it about a market crash? No. Okay. Um, so my event happened, well, obviously, November 28th, 1989. Was it Thanksgiving that year? I think it was Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I was born on Thanksgiving. I don't know why it took me so long to remember that. I obviously know I was born on Thanksgiving. Okay. My parents like telling me that all the time. Yeah. You fucking bitch. <laughs> you ruined the holiday. Um, so my event has to do with Ronald Reagan, who I don't enjoy, but for this one, I'm like, okay, I can understand where my sarcasm comes from. It was right after that. Oh. So in 1987, there was that very famous speech that Reagan was like, tear down this wall, you know, for Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It was a very like superficial nothing type of like, thing. Like I know exactly where this is leading, but go on. <laughs> and so cool. he told people to tear down he told Germany to tear down the wall. It was very mm-hmm. symbolic, but nothing happened and he didn't really do anything to help. But in 1989, the Berlin Wall did kind of come down. And they started, people started to be able to move back and forth between the two Germanys. Mm-hmm. So, of course, just like any Republican, he took complete credit for it. He was like, yeah, it was all me. I'm the reason the wall came down. Like, America's amazing. And everyone's like patting themselves on the back. They're like, good job, Ronald Reagan. Yes. You defeated communism. And so he, um, there was a gentleman that tried to shoot Reagan and he didn't shoot, like he, he tried to hit him, um, not because he was, he was mad that the wall came down in Germany. He was mad that Reagan was taking credit for it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. He was like, fuck you. Like you didn't do anything to deserve the credit that you're getting. Mm -hmm. Um, it was all Germany. You suck. Yes. Yeah. Um, Reagan didn't die. He went on to live and eat many more jelly beans. When did Reagan die? He died in the 2000s. Did he? I remember watching the funeral on TV. I we watch famous people's funerals in this house. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch died Reagan's on- funeral. June 5th, 2004. No, wait, no, you would be at school or something. Yeah, I would have been at school. Well, June 5th. I think he might have already. Right before uh, school started. No, right before it ended. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking September. Yeah. Maybe I would think Guatemala when Ronald Reagan died. Maybe. Um, I think he died like the same year that the everyone's favorite pope died, from what I remember, because it was like a bunch of famous people like had a bunch of funerals around the same time. And my mom was watching them all on CNN. Mm. Don't quote me on that, though. But I I want to say I was in Guatemala because I uh, we used to go before the school year ended because tickets were a little cheaper. If you, if you like miss if you uh went like a week or so before school ended mm-hmm. 
And then that way I could get like a whole three months in Guatemala. So I probably just didn't even know Ronald Reagan died and I probably didn't care. I was a teenager. But, so the day I was born was Thanksgiving. And Ronald Reagan was giving a speech like the president does on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And there was a car that drove by and it, um, it misfired. And when a car misfires, it sounds like a gunshot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, Ronald Reagan had just been shot. And so in that moment, he just, he looks up and he kind of smiles and he goes, missed me. And I just thought that that was so funny. And I was like, God damn it. Ronald Reagan was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that might be where I got my humor from was like that one moment in time defined me. Maybe, forever. maybe it like attached onto you. <laughs> yeah. Like that just, it's like, it like the stars somewhere. were just perfectly aligned <laughs> to like make sure he said that because oh, it's hilarious, but also <laughs> you were born at that moment. They're like, you know who would mm -hmm. enjoy this type of mean sarcasm? Natalie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna make that baby. I'm gonna make that baby a mean bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and here I, I am. It. Thanks, Ronald Reagan. Thanks, Ronald Reagan. Beautiful. <laughs> How do you feel about jelly bellies? Um, I like jelly bellies. I mean, I wouldn't send them to people. What What's your favorite flavor? This is very important. I like the watermelon flavor oh my god the watermelon one is really good yeah i don't um, know the last time i had a jelly belly we I've been have the jelly belly factory. in my house because my dad loves jelly bellies mm. right now they're one of the only candies he can eat because of everything that's going on uh. so he has been eating them like non-stop okay Ugh. Yeah, I recently, I think like last week I made the mistake of putting his jelly bellies away and now he can't find that bag and he's very upset with me. How dare you? You should go and buy him some belly flops from the 99 cent store. I know, but it's not, I just can't justify like going to buy one thing. That's true. You have to make sure you need to go for like so, the flops. Yeah, so I'm waiting until I need to make like a trip to buy groceries mm -hmm. and then I'll get him some jelly bellies. Cuckoo, cuckoo. <sighs> Anyways, um, was that your that your story? Yes, I just thought that, that was really funny and I thought it fit my personality pretty well. It does. Um so this person that I'm gonna talk about, I don't think fits my personality, but I would wear her glasses. Um she, me and her we share a birthday. Um and I'm gonna bring down the mood immensely with this. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to talk to you all about Miss Rosemary West. She okay. is a fucking cunt bucket. Ooh, cunt bucket. <laughs> um, Ooh, it's a good name of a band. You know, um, the Moors murders that Natalie spoke about a few episodes back. It's been a while. Yes. Yes. And um, Mira, Mira Henley was like supposed to be the most hated woman in the UK. Um... Rosemary West and her husband Fred West um, they like fight neck and neck about which couple is worse and they say Rosemary West might be worse than Myrna Henley so ooh yeah 
we're gonna talk about her today. Um, she was born November 29th, 1953. <gasps> That's your birthday, exactly. And that yeah, <laughs> I was born way back when, and um, <laughs> she was born in a very poor family, um, in like middle of nowhere England. Like it was a small ass town. Okay. And I think she was like she's a small town girl of eight children. Fifth of eight living children. in a lonely world. Oh my god! Um, when her mom was pregnant, this is just a small detail I came across, and I was just she like, smoked Ooh. a lot, like all British. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, she might have, but like, this is even worse. She received electroshock therapy because she had a lot of mental health issues while Ooh. she was pregnant with her daughter. And Did it um, my grandma was um, struck by lightning when she was with, pregnant with my dad. And look at him now. <laughs> That's why he's Still so dying. fucking weird. <laughs> that too. Um,. So, uh, she didn't have, like, the best beginnings. Nope. Um, her dad, actually, they say he was schizophrenic and extremely abusive to everyone in the family. Um, he would regularly, um, sexually assault his children and physically assault them. Uh, one day, her mom just up and left with her sisters, and, uh, she was left to be the only girl living with her brothers and her, her father. So she got the brunt of it. Why? What the? F How do you pick which kid to just be like, "Bye, fuck off"? I don't. I don't fucking. <laughs> but um, it's been a terrible parent. So they leave you with the monster. Yeah. Bye. So I mean, she, this this these were her beginnings. It was not great, and it was like to the point where like she was so fucked up. She started like molesting her brothers and stuff. Like it was really weird. Oh, and um. Anyways, so around the time she's 16, th this is like what she has grown to know as um, like a normal life. A normal life. Because, I mean, this happens pretty regularly. Like it was still continuing up until this point. Mm -hmm. um, she meets this guy uh, named Fred West in a bar or pub or it's probably a pub. And um, he is uh, 27 at this point. So she's like 15. And um, she's immediately taken with him, even though he is an ugly motherfucker. Please look him up, Fred West. Look at his face and tell me you were going to leave your life for this man. Yeah, right. so yeah. I would leave. I oh, would leave wait, you can't act out of Paul, though. Paul likes weird looking guys. I no, do. he's not oh, going to no. like him. He looks scary. This man is horrible looking, he's terrifying. Yeah. What is um, wrong with his smile? Oh, point, God. He had very rotten teeth. Like, she even talks about the rotten teeth in her interview. Um, so she. His name is Paul up, West. His real name is Paul West? I didn't even know that. No, no. What did you say his name was? Fred West. Fred West. Sorry. And, um. So she meets this guy. By this point, he already has Ew. two kids, he has two girls. Uh, one is his his actual daughter, and one is his stepdaughter. His, uh, I guess, her mother left the child with him, and that was that. And so he was raising these kids by himself. So he's twenty seven, she's fifteen. But immediately she's just like, 
Hey, hey what's up? And um, he basically takes her out of her life, and he becomes she becomes uh, the babysitter to his children. But also, um, they start up a relationship, even though he is trash too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think by trash. this point he uh, had trash, trash. been already been in and out of prison. He was just no good. Also, they think he was homeless, so not great. But you're anything no good, to get out of her you're house. just like your father. Yeah. So anything to get out of her house because it was already a fuck show there. Yeah. So she moves into this other fuck show. Um. So she starts living with them, taking care of the kids, and at first it's great. He gives her all the attention, and it's just, like, a match made in heaven for them. Mm-hmm. And shortly after she moves in, Fred gets arrested for petty theft, and he's in prison for 10 years. Not 10 years, 10 months. And so she's raising these kids by herself. And, oh, she's pregnant now. She's pregnant with her own kid from Fred. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, they moved really fast. And, um... So the stepdaughter that Fred had taken in and was raising has started acting out and Rosemary was like, fuck this. I'm not going to deal with this. And she would put like these kids under like the harshest punishment. Like the, there was torture. She would tie them up. She would beat them. And eventually, and you think her name was Charmaine or something like that? It was something weird. She disappears, but she says she went to go live with her birth mother. Which, at this time, would have been an impossibility because Fred had murdered the birth mother. (laughs) Joke's on you. That bitch is dead. Yeah. um, And that might have been already revealed to Rose at this point. They're not really sure. But, um, anyways... So that happened, and that's like the early start to their relationship. Sounds like a match made in heaven. Eventually, they find a nice... When he's out of prison, they find a nicer place to live. Um, Not a trash can. It's not a trash can. They're raising his daughter and their new daughter, Heather, together. And then they start adding on to their family. I think they had something like eight kids together, because she came from a big family. They had more. Um... Anyways, they became swingers and shit. Uh-huh, like you do. Like you do, because that's what they were into. Um, oh, God. So, they, she would regularly have guys come visiting her at the house. He would pimp her out, but she was like, oh, yeah, baby, I'm doing this for you. And they had peepholes all over her rooms that she was working in. Oh. And he, he was really into voyeurism. So, um, did she and know then Victor sometimes Hugo? they probably <laughs> so sometimes they would uh get into threesomes with other women. These women often became their victims. Um, okay. she, she was she was the person who would bring them in and then she would make him rape them and then torture them and then they would dismember them and then bury them in the garden. I believe they had eight victims. There was one victim who was never killed who turned out she was like a babysitter for their kids for a little bit and she was able to get away 
uh, because they would. They still needed the a babysitter. Well, they they would use the babysitter like for for you know to play with, but then they wouldn't like hurt them, and then they get away. Luckily, this mm. girl like after few times was like i'm never coming back because at first she liked it and then she realized these motherfuckers are gonna kill me and then she never came back um anyways what finally got them because um so i told you they had eight kids Mm -hmm. these kids were very much involved in all of their shit like they were regularly molested abused all of this shit like their girls were raped constantly And um, Rosemary would get jealous of the attention Fred would give to the daughters. And so they got a lot of the brunt of it from her. To the point where she killed her daughter, Heather, and they buried her underneath the porch. In fact, one of the threats that they would give their kids about them wanting to run to the police about any of this. You end up like Heather under the porch. That's exactly what would happen. They would use that threat constantly. And um, when one of Heather's friends realized, like, she hadn't seen her in, like, days, that's when the police started poking around and they uncovered, well, all the bodies in their garden and then Heather underneath the porch. So when the police uh, were investigating and questioning them, they thought Fred was the one completely guilty of it, and Rose had no idea. Mm. But they found the do- the stepdaughter Charmaine's remains, and um, the, the time that she would have died, Fred would have been in prison, and they realized Rose was involved as well. Oh, shit. And so then both of them were arrested. But Fred... The entire time he was under questioning, he always said it was just him because he didn't want Rosemary to get in trouble for it. Aw. But uh, he eventually but killed himself. It's true in love. Prison. Oh, good. Yeah. And Rosemary is still in prison to this day. She is still alive. Ooh. Should we write to uh, her? She's never. I mean, you could. I don't know if you'd want to. She is uh, there for life without parole. Okay. Only Myrna Henley got that sentence prior to that in in the UK. Wow. And um but she still says that she is completely innocent of everything and she refuses to admit that she had anything to do with any of the crimes. What a bitch. Like at this right? point, what are you even doing anymore? Especially if you're in prison for know. life, like just own up to your cuntiness. Mm-hmm. And well, I think well somebody in one of the documentaries I watch, I watched multiple. They they said the reason she won't say it's because there'd be no point for her to admit it. So she'd rather people just feel sorry for her because even if she admitted it, she'd still be stuck in prison for life. Mm-hmm. Because that's just how it works. It's true. But the one um, babysitter that was able to um, get away, get away, and she was actually a big reason why they were caught. Um, she was the one who was like, you know, Rosemary was like the ringleader. Fred was under her spell. 
she was the one doing all the torturing. He was afraid of her even. Like she would abuse him. And I apparently that. she had she was known she for her like rage issues too. amongst the family. Yeah. So it's kind of like she was still using her power over him to get him to say it was all him bef before he killed himself. So, yeah, she she's an evil bitch. Do I relate? I have no idea. I, I mean, you look like just her. like her. It's the glasses. <laughs> How many of your children I have you murdered? Probably, all of them, obviously. Uh, I don't know. There's this well, baby picture here, and you look. it looks like your baby pictures, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, send me that. Like, anyway. This looks like you. I think this is one of their kids. This article I mean, is called How I Survived Growing Up in the House of Horrors. It's Mae West. You look like her. Like the actress Mae West? No, oh not God. like the actress Mae West. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, I uh, thought I'd end it with a nice little tarot reading about what we should focus on in the next week. What, what are we going to focus on? We're going to be focusing on moving on. Because oh. that's, that's the part I on. pulled. Moving on to the next thing. We could be moving on from we go on. quarantine. I don't know. I mean, slowly things are reopening. I don't want to move on from that. All the time we spent together. Ooh, we have to move together. on from our depression. Okay. We gotta learn how to get get over things in real life. So life goes on, you know? Mm. We aren't just stuck mm. in the one in the one set mind, you know? Just gotta keep moving on. Yep, just gotta keep I on really keeping find, on. Find distractions everywhere. And that was a terrible reading, but that's what I got. Anyway, it's a terrible time. But yeah, let go of your frustrations and go with the flow. Find, find your distraction for now. And hey, maybe you'll be the next Victor Hugo with your depressing lemmas of now. Maybe, Paul. I'm, I'm expecting it from you. You're the one who's um, isolated right now. I will probably not do anything. I think I'm going back to work in a week. I mean, so. that's fine, too. If you're not you're allowed dead. to come back to work in a week? Yeah. Okay. Because it's like 14 days after. I don't oh my know. god, that does look like me as There's a baby. There's a whole thing. I told you. Maybe you are related to her. <sighs> Maybe. I mean, I do have a British Canadian grandmother, so. <gasps> that's a possibility. We solved it. We yep. solved it. I mean, it'd be down the line, but distantly related <laughs> I forgot what her maiden name was so I'll look that up anywho um, catch us on our socials we have Twitter Instagram, Facebook the Facebook where the body, the blood and enchilada the enchilada the enchilada the blood, the blood, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> 
I'm having a stroke. Um, <laughs> we also have a Tumblr. It's not active anymore because there's no porn on Tumblr anymore. Uh, yes. But now everyone that starts that likes my things are Pornhub, and I'm like, Ugh. or porn bots. I'm like, damn mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But you can't even show anything on there anymore. So what's the point of having a porn know. bot on there? Um. Oh, uh, when Paul is back to work in the weeks that we can't um, get together for whatever reason, I don't see it being a problem at the beginning, but when things start to reopen and shit gets busier, um, uh-huh. Natalie and I are doing book review podcast on terrible books. And the series is called What the Fuck is This Book? And uh, we started recording them, but we have not posted them yet. So we're preparing for that. Um, now, uh, Paul, would you like you to know what book we're reviewing? Oh, God. What book are you reviewing? Boulevard Girls. Oh, God. You're going to read the whole thing? <laughs> yes. I, I don't know if I can. It's really it bad. A- it, it gets worse. So it gets bad. So and I get told Sophie and like every they give you like a plot and you're like, okay, and then they're like, and that was over. <laughs> this thing happened so, now. Uh, look out for that. I'm doing this mostly because the weeks that we don't have any episodes, we lose like ten percent of our audience. And then the weeks that if we just keep maintaining it, it goes up slightly, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Just, yeah. And, oh, we already have a second book in line for um, this series when we're finished with this book. It, well, depends on when we finish this book. If it's by August, it's going to be Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer because we've been waiting for this book for a decade. And then, if not, it's going to be the one about fucking T-Rexes. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. a T-Rex romance, and yeah, so we're doing that. Uh, anyways, please stay safe, stay home if you can help it, and be clean, everyone. Yes. Also, don't you pop in on your relatives; hands. they don't want to see you right now. You can, if you want to like pop you in normally. You can call us, but even then, I'm not going to answer because I just don't like socializing. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Knox. Oh, I was Aww. like, I hear a cat. It's Knox. My cat's asleep. It's a just had her baby. her kitty. She's a little baby. No. Oh. Anyways, I hate life right now. Oh, I did a poll last night or two nights ago. Ooh, whatever was it was on instagram and i asked people how how you live in right now and people were like mm-hmm. it was either you hate your life or um you're chilling only one person said they were chilling that person was joel thanks joel i'm glad you're chilling jo- though Joel's um, 86 percent of the vote 86 percent of the vote um they said that they they want to die and i understand okay. that um Same. things are terrible Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like my tarot reading said, we got to focus on moving on and dealing with our emotions by looking for other ways to um, put our energy, other things to put our energy into, find new creative outlets to distract ourselves. I would put um, my effort into a creative outlet, except the USPS is holding my keyboard hostage. 
How dare they? Ooh, maybe you'll write a musical. Maybe if it ever Please gets here, it. since since apparently they can't deliver it since it won't fit in the mailbox. Why can't they just leave it at the door? Exactly. Well, they mean, did that's that for my two other large packages. So upset. Hmm. All right. Well, stay safe, guys. Okay. I think this is it. Um, I'm gonna stop this. This is okay. This is the podcast. Bye. Bye.